and he's, he'll, he'll do very well. Oh, shit, hang on. Just, can you hold on one second? Yeah. I've got a, my beer delivery is here. <laughs> hold on. Give me one Go second. Ahead. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 32. Between moving to a new house and having a baby, I thought I was going to have way more time to do these than I actually do. I don't know why I thought that, but I'm going to try and do these as much as I can, maybe like once a month or something. Anyway, I'm really excited about today's episode. This is the first guest sort of outside of the music industry, although he does have a background in music. But today I'm going to be talking with George Motes. If you're not familiar with George, he has a YouTube series called Burger Scholar Sessions. He's had a couple TV shows. He's done a documentary on burgers across America. He's got a book. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the history of burgers and especially burgers throughout America. So instead of focusing on one city, we decided I was going to give him some of my favorite cities to play in, and he would give me some of his go-to burgers in those cities. Thanks as always for listening. I hope you enjoy my conversation with George, and if you enjoy it, go leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and uh, you can find us on Instagram at food.ontour, and you can find George on there at motzburger, M-O-T-Z burger. So if you if you don't mind, I would like to just kind of start with how you got into this. Like where where did this all come from, and how did you get to the point? Like you were an extremely credible source at this point. <laughs> it actually started as a fluke. It was a mistake. It wasn't even something that was supposed to be my life's calling, which is clearly has turned into, which I have no problem with. I'm, yeah. I'm okay being America's hamburger expert <laughs> because I started to realize that it's it's going global now. I, it's, you can't stop this thing. I mean, stop. The, you can't stop me. <laughs> you can't stop me. Because <laughs> I, I, everyone thought, I think, that it was contained to the U.S., but no, it's actually becoming a very global uh, phenomenon. It's becoming a global phenomenon now, I really, the, the better burger category. And just the knowledge of like hamburger history in general. But in the beginning, if you go way back, almost 20 years now, I was making, I made a film called Hamburger America. Hamburger America was um, just it was a nod to some of the great hamburger restaurants in America, but at the time nobody was talking about nobody was talking about uh, hamburgers as something special. So in the very beginning, let's say 2001, I started filming Hamburger America, and even the people I was filming didn't understand their own value. It was pretty wild. They actually would they would um, they would say I don't understand why you're making making a documentary film about me and hamburgers. And I said, because you're totally interesting. And uh, they really were. And so I started to find stories and I made the film. The film came out. I finished it for a couple thousand bucks. They spent nothing on it to make it. That's awesome. But the Sundance channel picked it up. And um, at that point, they bought the bought the actually there's a bidding war over it between PBS and and the and the Sundance channel. The Sundance channel won out and it ended up on the air for a year and a half, 18 months. It was an 18 month buy. Um, and I, it became kind of a cult classic, kind of a weird cult thing where I had all these these fans. I didn't, didn't even know you could even have fans from, from a, being a documentary filmmaker. <laughs> right. But they were actually more fans of the story I was telling. So some, somebody asked me to make a book. Uh, the book became Hamburger America. Uh, the, the film originally um, profiled eight different hamburger spots in America. But the – uh, the book then profiled a hundred, a hundred uh, great hamburger joints in America that were mom and pop places. They, mm-hmm. I was only looking for places that were, you know, real mom and pop stories. Um, there was no narration. It's all the the film. It really talks about just the uh, the people who were speaking on camera, explaining the restaurant and why you know why the burgers are so good and why they're so unique. That first became a hundred restaurants in the book. The next version of the book became one hundred and fifty. 
Then it became a book of 200. I wrote a cookbook also about regional hamburgers. I've had now three shows about hamburgers. Just I've, I've asked my opinion often. I now teach workshops around the world on how to appreciate the American hamburger because it sounds kind of silly to us. We're like, oh, yeah, duh. Right. I know a good way to appreciate American hamburger. You put it in your mouth. But no. <laughs> <laughs> around the world, people were actually – they said, we want to know. We want to know how to make an American hamburger because I think we're all doing it wrong. Right. And I, I saw the story repeated all over the world. And that's where we are now. It's amazing. Like, so my job is just to get the straight. I love I love that um, the – the burger has taken this sort of weird path. Like I remember when I was a kid, you know, like late nineties, a good burger was like the bigger, the better, you know, like fancy ass bun, all this shit on it. And now it's totally just sort of like digressed in a good way. You know, people are back to like, they want simple. They want to be able to like hold it in their hands and like walk down the street. You know, I love that. And those are, those have always been some of my favorite burgers. And I just love seeing the stuff that sure. that you're focusing on around the country, especially right. as a musician who's like, you know, crisscrossing the country, sure. however many fucking times it's like a lot of these, I, right. didn't, I didn't know about any of this stuff because it all is so regional and in such a vacuum you know like these places don't even exist yeah. in a lot of places in those regions well two things happened that were very interesting about 10 years ago or between 12 to 8 years ago somewhere in that range the rise of the better burger category which is the fresh meat category mm -hmm. collided with instagram and suddenly you weren't anything unless you had some kind of stunt burger you had some kind of special burger that you could take a photograph of it had to look great right. so now all of a sudden you're seeing all this lot of all these horrible tasting burgers that looked amazing <laughs> stacks you couldn't fit in your mouth you know right. the rule number one when you're making a hamburger is to make sure it's going to fit into the mouth you're feeding whether it's yourself or somebody else don't hand someone a burger that they have to eat with a knife and fork or have to take apart and disassemble right. to eat so those two cat those two things collided at the exact wrong moment and i sort of feel like and you're absolutely right at this point that i'm here to sort of to begin to correct to correct those moments and make sure that people appreciate the original American hamburger, because in, on, in all honesty, it's all you really want. As you know, you're on the road and you're touring, and all you want is what I call the daily beater, which is something that you can eat every day, yes. or at least not every day, but eat, at least you know <laughs> you could go back and enjoy one or two of those things. It's the right size. It's the size that you want to put in your mouth. It's the size that allows you to eat other foods, you know, not just be you know uh, passing out on the couch or the, or the tour bus because you had – this one enormous burger that knocked you out. Totally. You want to be able to know that you can have two or three of them or maybe one For sure. and you're going to be okay. <laughs> um, I was thinking this morning I, that you will have been the first guest who's not a touring musician, but that's not entirely true because you do have a background in music. Can we touch on that real quick? Sure. I'd actually, at one point I sort of was a touring musician. <laughs> <laughs> we literally went on one tour. I was in a band for 10 years. I was in a rock band uh, called Toss. And we actually just for fun because we 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 believed in the Beastie Boys. We believed you had to have fun when you were making music. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we put an umlaut over the O. So we're technically we're pronounced Tus, <laughs> <laughs> which we found out later on was it was the name of a a very short river in Switzerland. Interesting. <laughs> but I did I we I had the greatest time being in a band. I loved it so much. You know, we didn't get the I never got to really tour the way other bands do. But I, being a filmmaker. I have been on the road. I've made documentaries about other bands, oh, cool. uh, and I've been on the road. 
Yeah, I, I know what it's like to be out there. I've been to Coachella. I've been you know, wow. <laughs> with a camera crew. <laughs> I've been on the road. I've been in tour. I've been on stage. I, I also don't forget. I don't know if you knew this, but I, this goes way back, way before your time. I shot. Um, I was one of the, the handheld camera ops on VH1 Storytellers. Oh wow! Way back in the day. So I sat at the, you know, at the, at the, at, you know, Alanis Morissette's, you know, uh, microphone looking up at her. That and is I sat so under cool. the drum kit and the pretenders. Oh my God. Being in the, being inside of the drum kit with a camera, the pretenders is a definite, I'm probably very deaf because of that, you know, <laughs> you know, in, when I was thinking about this with, you know, just sort of your background and stuff and, and what you're doing now, pre pandemic, you are sort of living the life of a touring musician, but you're it seems just better, you know, and <laughs> most of these places that you're going to across the country, a lot of them seem to be institutions that have been there forever. And like, you know, several generations of, of families running these places. And, you know, we mentioned a minute ago that it's, these places are sort of hyper regional. And with that in mind, I was thinking like, what does that say? You know, like what what is there to learn about that, about our country within the cheeseburger? I, I know it seems like a little it's a little deep, you know, no, it's okay. you know, on the surface it might seem. But I, I do think there really is a lot to learn from food traveling within a country. And the cheeseburger is just like you don't get much more American than a fucking cheeseburger. Right. Well, the cheeseburger is ubiquitous and uh, you, you see it everywhere and you see it all different shapes and forms. And in most cases, when you find a burger out there, if you're on the road, it's something that is actually if you're if you can find it easily. Like, in other words, if you're looking, if you're not looking too hard, you're really going to find it at a fast food place. But those places that are actually making hamburgers are not making what we like to call the original American hamburger. They're making an approximation. They're making a copy of it. It's a, it's a facsimile of the real thing. So every time you bite into a fast food burger, whether it's good or bad, whether it's In-N-Out or McDonald's, whatever, you have to remember that those are not really – that's not true. Actually, In-N-Out is one of the original ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but probably biting into an original version of, of an American hamburger, you're biting into a copy of it. So you know what you're learning about – uh, if you take that one step further, if you try to find those places that are off the beaten path, that are the one-offs, it's not you know every exit ramp in America is going to have you know your your classics, you know your Taco Bell and all this stuff. You and you you find yourself having to go there once in a while because you're starving. Um, but if you, with a little bit of research and and frankly my book, <laughs> you can actually drive an extra two blocks. Go into a neighborhood, get off that exit, just drive a few more blocks into that neighborhood and find that place that has been doing the same damn thing for 100 years. And there are a lot of them out there. In fact, there's so many out there that if, if my book has 200 in it right now, those are not – that's not the end of it. I mean I'm looking at – I've got a research list right now that probably includes over 500 additional. I mean I could make I could make a book of 1,000 if I had the time and the, and the energy and the yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> But there really is – you can learn a lot from America by these places because you are going to find yourself um, eating a food that has been – I believe it's, one of, the, it's the, one of the only real food inventions in America in the last 120 years or so. And that's important, you know, especially if you're on the road touring. I can imagine that you you don't mind the consistency of getting like you know the same thing at every fast food spot or the restaurant that you've always gone to and it's always at that exit ramp or whatever. It's always in that city or that town. But – Sometimes what happens is when you walk into a place, you have to trust the people who have been doing the same thing for 100 years. So if it is a burger that has, you know, Miracle Whip and peanuts on it, which actually is a place that exists in Montana. I, I watched your uh, the Burger Scholar sessions <laughs> of that one. 
that's a real burger. And they've been making that burger the same way for probably I mean, over 70 years at this point. Um, you have to trust that. And you have to basically go with what everyone else is doing. When I walk into a hamburger place, I, I look around, I see what's happening, and I say, okay, you know, everyone's getting – no one has cheese in their burger? But I thought what's, what is it, it's not a cheeseburger then. It's a hamburger. But no, people are ordering it without cheese. It's the way they've done it for, for you know, 100 years. I'm going to get mine without cheese. So do it the way everyone else is doing it. But some specifics. I mean if you're in – depending on where you are in the country, you know, regional – Diversity abounds in America. There's so much going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you're in uh, New Mexico uh, and you ask for a cheeseburger, very likely you're going to get something called a green chili cheeseburger, which is a burger that only has that one extra element, which is um, diced ch- or chopped um, stewed green chili. And it's a very powerful flavor, but they, you know, they're not going to really ask you in most cases if you want – you want hot green chili on your burger? They look at you and laugh. They say, no, of course I want hot green chili on your burger. No one ever asks. Um, you know, parts of the Midwest, you're going to find a very, very unique burger uh, that, I mean, it seems unique to us, but it's the deep fried burger. There's a lot of parts. I mean, it goes, there's a belt that goes from Oklahoma, Tennessee-ish, all the way up to Ohio, where burgers are still, to this day, still deep fried in tallow, in their own fat. Or in some cases, they've had to shift over to uh, oil oils because it's illegal right. to, uh, for whatever, uh, health health codes for <laughs> burning fat, which actually is better for you. Anyway, beef tail is much better to eat than any kind of like, you know, uh, you know, whatever, some kind of cooking oil. It's horrible. Um, but for example, that's one of the original American hamburgers, the deep fried burger. Um, but don't I get to that right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's something, you know, you, you'll find out there for sure is that you know, people think, oh, I can't eat a burger that's been deep fried. And you taste it, you think, oh, my God, this actually is a really good fucking burger. Right. <laughs> All right. You want to get into some cities here that I got for you? Yeah. Hit me. Let's start. Let's start with uh, your hometown, New York. New York City. What's your that's favorite? Right. Oh. I don't play favorites. That's my, one of my rules. I don't play favorites. Fair enough. <laughs> Because uh, the minute I call a favorite, then something happens. Someone says, "Oh, well, you said this was your favorite." Yeah, okay. And so I, I try to avoid the the argument. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm going there, um, it's a great place. Um, also, I like to my my favorite burger. Technically, is the is the one that's closest to me wherever I am that I like a lot. I like that. Well, the, you know, this is another interesting point that I, I thought about. Sorry, we'll get back into New York in a okay. second. But on all these shows and everything that I've that I've seen you on, you know, there you're not a. Uh, you're not searching for the best, the best burger. You know, it's always just like, what's what do you have to try when you're here? It's true. Yeah, it's not about the best burger. It's about the best burger experience. So that's really the more appropriate way to put it. You know, I get a lot of complaints about the Billy Goat Tavern in Chicago. The, the burger's not good. Yeah, but there's a couple of reasons why you think that. You know, the, the, the burger is not, and it's a, it's a fresh meat burger. They tend to cook them a little bit longer. So what? Uh, but you're there for the experience. If you really if you take my advice and you go to the Billy Goat and you get the burger I tell you to get and you you hang out and do the things I ask you to do, you'll walk away and say, God, that was a fucking great time. Man, that's such a great point. <laughs> you know, because the burger was part of that. If you just walk it, run in and get the burger the way you want it, I guarantee it's going to suck. Totally. There's no question about it. All right. So what's a go-to in New York then? Go okay, to New York. So New York, uh, I mean, the classics. We have a lot of classics in New York, obviously. Um, there's a range of classics. You have the classic old school bar, the uh, pub burger. The pub burger is alive and well. In New York City, and people try to make pub burgers all over the all over the country, uh, but the real pub burgers are you're going to find, you know, for sure um, in New York City. Uh, one of the greats is JG Mellon. JG Mellon is a fantastically, perfectly consistent burger. Every time I've been there, uh, it was actually this, the, the, the funny note. It was the last burger I had before New York City locked down. Oh, I wow. ran up to I ran up to JG <laughs> Mellon with a friend of mine. We sat at the bar and scarfed two burgers and took <laughs> off. It's a great burger. It really is a fantastic burger experience. Uh, we also have a, a place called uh, Joe Jr. 
Joe Jr. is a, just a diner. It's just a regular diner. Nothing to it. It's just a diner. Um, but there's something about the simplicity of, of, you know, just they do nothing but beef, bun, and cheese, and that's all you need. And the, wow. it's, so, it's such a juicy burger, the way they cook it. Uh, it's cooked fast, and it's still pink in the middle, and the juices are exploding out of this thing. Um, that the basic grease is the condiment. <laughs> I love that. That sounds great. That's all you need. In fact, during the pandemic, they've been they've been uh, you can't sit inside anymore, so they have been uh, get, sending it out to go. And I sat in my car in front, waited two or three minutes, opened it up, and it was just like this steamy, oh, wow. perfect. Yeah. It was one of the one of the greatest burger, burger experiences I've ever had in New York. Was sitting in front of Joe Jr. eating a burger. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's all, a lot of other fancy pants burgers in New York City. Um, one of my favorite, like real fancy burgers, is a place called the Beatrice Inn. They make a burger that is not for everybody because it's um, it's very funky. It's made with dry aged beef, um, and it's but it's also it's it's a great experience if you want to blow fifty bucks. If you're in that kind of touring band that's you know bringing in the bringing in the cash, <laughs> head over to Beatrice Inn. <laughs> for a, well, you for know, a man, wild, like, I have to say, those sort of experiences, like dining experiences, are just totally necessary every now you know like whatever you're blowing more yeah. money than you probably should but you know you save a couple days per diem and you're okay you're fine so, and yeah, exactly. and you're just like it's an escape you're not on tour for a second you're not in the bus you're not in the green room you're not at the venue you're like at exactly. a, you're at a nice dinner with your friends or alone i love going one of my favorite things to do on tour is find a place like that and go sit at the bar alone and Exactly. So perfect example, Mineta Tavern. Mineta Tavern is another great one in New York. You can actually, without a reservation, just walk in and just sit right at the bar and get a burger. That's kind of a, that's a secret. No one really knows that. Um, People do know that in New York, but if you don't, (laughs) you're on tour and you want to get a great burger at a bar, I would recommend going directly to Mineta Tavern and getting a burger at the bar. That's awesome. It's, it's, that is that's also another great. It's also, by the way, not fifty bucks. That the burger at Mineta, Mineta I think, is only only twenty dollars. But it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a world class burger. These guys are making a burger where they actually take the burger. It cooks on a flat top as they're cooking it. I once stood next to the chef while he was making it for me on camera, and they pour they dumped uh, 11, 11 spoonfuls of uh, rendered butter on the burger Holy when it was cooking. Holy shit! Each burger gets eleven scoops of butter. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a great burger experience. But again, that, that's that's a great that's a great um, uh, one to go to in New York because you can literally go right to the bar yeah, and eat it. That's the best. All right, so the next one I have for you, I put up an Instagram story a few days ago with uh, one of those little question things and said I was going to talk to you if there was any cities anyone wanted to hear about. And one that came up a lot was Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a whole bunch in Detroit. Uh, Detroit is, is, is a cool place for food because there's a lot of uh, pr- what I call primary source uh, food in Detroit. It's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of the town that it's, it's, you know, virtually untouched. Right, <laughs> I mean, totally. it's been touched, but parts of the, the culture and the life there has been untouched. So it's been great for burgers. Uh, there's a really great, um, so, okay, let's start at the beginning. Uh, just quick, quick uh, hamburger history is that in the beginning, burgers weren't huge. They weren't these big things. They were actually sliders. They were small. They became known as sliders for various reasons. Um, but they were small burgers. They were only about an ounce, ounce and a half. And as the burger culture shifted and changed in America, thanks to fast food, places that made these small burgers went out of business because the idea of serving a small burger was not going to be very cost effective. Amazingly so, in a place, in a place like Detroit, there's a lot of slider joints that have, have survived. Yeah, one of and my favorite places you, in Detroit is a slider joint. If you go, if you go and get burgers, right, as you know, get sliders, um, it's a very unique experience. But what you're actually having, which I think is much more important, is you are having an, an authentic 
uh, American hamburger experience that goes back 100, 120 years for sure. Anyway, I want to hear what's, what's your favorite in, in Detroit? Green Dot Stables. Oh, great. You know, I've never been to Green Dot. Oh, How about that? It's so it's such a fun one, man. It's like it couldn't be more Midwestern inside. You know, there's good drinks and they they do some weird shit, but you can get like a solid ass, like, you know, just a regular slider. But then they have like their mystery meat menu or whatever, where they're changing stuff out and doing like swordfish sliders or whatever. You know, it's just a really yeah. fun experience. I feel like, I, yeah, I know. I know about Green Dot. It's on my list. It's, again, it's like I can't. I try to go everywhere and I, people think, oh, you've been everywhere, haven't you? I, said, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't think I'd be standing if I went everywhere. But I, I, so my, one of my favorites is a place called Greens. I don't know if you know Greens. No. Greens Hamburgers. Greens hamburgers, <coughs> Greens hamburgers is an original uh, slider joint. Um, they go back; they've never, they haven't changed one damn thing in years. Burger may have got a little bigger. They've used, I guess, larger buns now. But it's, a, it's just a classic place. You walk in, and it's a counter. You order. You can smell the burgers, see the burgers, and then you walk out. You're done. Another place is a place called Hunter House, which also is in Detroit. That's it's, it's outside of Detroit. It's actually in the it's in Birmingham, which is a suburb of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, same thing. You know, it's just a, it's a, the burgers. It's a small. Diner, uh, roadside diner, um, right in Birmingham, outside of Detroit. It's a great slider joint. So good. Sliders have this like sort of weird uh, stigma to them, I feel like, because of places like fucking Applebee's and TGI. You know what I mean? Like that was another yeah. thing when I when I was growing up in the 90s. It was like, yeah, we're going to get sliders from <laughs> from TGI Fridays or whatever. And I never really right. think of it as as a regional staple. So that's really interesting. Absolutely. And actually, here's the, I'm glad you brought that up. I've got the perfect example of an actual good slider on a on a chain menu. Oh, I love this. Which this is, is my favorite. You're not going to believe this. this <laughs> is, and and this is, I, would, I would recommend this to anybody who talks to me about sliders and restaurants. You can actually get an authentic pile of sliders at – ready for this one? Yeah. Cheesecake Factory. No way. Yes way. And I'll tell you why. It's because <laughs> the guy who started – um, Cheesecake Factory. Got him Overton. I can't remember his first name, but his name was Overton. He's the CEO, uh, the originator, whatever. He's actually from uh, Detroit, and he grew up going to Greens, and he wanted to have the same exact burger <laughs> on the menu at, at Cheesecake Factory uh, that they had at Greens growing up. He would he would literally take his paper route money and run down to Greens and get sliders. He was addicted to them. That's so and he, cool. He said that. If they can't get it right on the Cheesecake Factory menu, it's not going to – it's coming off. So I was actually talking to a guy who was opening up a bunch. Uh, he was managing a bunch that were in, in, the, in the Middle East. And they've, they were Cheesecake saying Factory is in the Middle East? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's, all, it's, it's global. It's everywhere. So and crazy. every time they have to I – mean, this guy was telling me every time they go somewhere else, it was really difficult in the Middle East. They had to make sure that Overton's you know, favorite burger was on the menu and it was correct. It was using fresh ground beef. It had American cheese. It was all, exactly the same way. So you should know that – and this, I, I say this with 100 percent accuracy that the sliders at Cheesecake Factory, no matter where you go in the world, are fantastic. You know, man, I have a pregnant wife at home <laughs> and she loves Cheesecake Factory and it's on Postmates. It delivers to our house in L.A. So maybe this week I'm going to have to try them. That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, give, give it a shot. It's, it's something you wouldn't think of. And when I actually talk about this, people think I'm being paid by – you know, by Cheesecake Factory, like, you know, come on, give me a break. I'm, I'm just trying to point out that, you know, for, and all the bullshit that's out there, that actually is something that's real on a menu you wouldn't expect. Yeah. The food is actually not bad at Cheesecake Factory for a, for a chain, 
but it, the uh, the uh, sliders are unquestionably authentic. <laughs> I have a uh, very soft spot in my heart for Cheesecake Factory, especially when I'm on tour, because you can get like five dollar margaritas and like massive appetizer plates, <laughs> you know, for super cheap. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and then you're like, but I've only got I haven't even got past the appetizers. I'm full. <laughs> the greens, Cheesecake. the green sliders. What's what's the deal with them? How are they making them? Yeah, you know, it's classic ball of beef, uh, dropped on a flat top. Usually about two. I think it's only ounce and a half, two ounces. They drop it on a flat top and they they smash it. Uh, usually, they smash it thin. Mm-hmm. They smash it once. Um, they sprinkle it with some onions. I think because that's that's also a very uh, a very important staple of the American slider was for flavoring and also to actually honestly was really to extend the meat was to throw some onions in there because uh, it actually was a flavor component that that helped extend the meat. And um, but that's it. And then they literally flip it over, put some cheese on it. The bun rides, and usually if you're going, if you're in a real slider joint, um, the bun is something called what I like to call uh, letting it ride. Where you once you flip it over, and you've got now the cooked side facing up, you put the cheese down, and you put down your bun. You actually stack the crown and the heel of your bun on top of the patty, Whoa. and that actually uh, manages to take the bun. Then sucks up all of that that airborne grease and steam and softens the bun. <laughs> Look at just shaking your head. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like I'm thinking about, I know. I'm just thinking about this happening at a cheesecake factory. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. I just, I just got hungry. Just thinking of just telling you the story. I swear. And I want to, I'm probably going to leave you and go make a burger. I'm going to get a burger right after this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it though. That's the simplicity of it is that the, the bun is riding everything. The, 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 all of the flavors are melding together and becoming one. And uh, it's an it's an amazing experience. It's, it's an that. experience that you should be having in America. I'm gonna have to look up where Greens is if it's near any uh, venues, and I'll I'll make a note of that in this. Because um, it's, it's west, it's on the way to Ann Arbor, so okay. it's like that's uh, Detroit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, another one of my favorite places to play and to eat: Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, Milwaukee! What a, what a gem. <laughs> That's a great place. I mean, there's a, you know, cops, not for burgers, unfortunately. Sorry, but cops, you have cops for custard. If you ever go north. Never had it. You know what? I think I've seen yeah. I think I've seen that before on, on some food show, maybe like Andrew Zimmern or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very famous place. And it's also it's very modern. I mean, it's kept up with the times, and it's always uh, – it just gets more and more modern and more automated, which is great. But – the, they still let you walk in. They have these huge, I mean, custard machines that look like, you know, large, like, you know, robots from some, like, you know, 1920s science fiction film. Enormous. And they make the best, the best custard. It's really incredible. Um, one of my favorite spots for a burger there, though, is actually right down the street from, from Cops is a place called uh, Sally's Grill. Uh, Sally's was the arguably the progenitor or the inventor of the Butter Burger. The Butter Burger is a burger that exists um <laughs> all over uh all over the state uh, of, of wisconsin um but it's um depending on where you're where you are you're not going to get a butter burger that has as much butter on it than a sally's uh cheeseburger <laughs> for sure because they literally put two to three dollops of fresh wisconsin butter on the burger right before it goes to your spot Jesus. at the um at the um uh, at, at your counter, at the, yeah, right before your spot at the counter, and uh, the idea is to get to get a bite of that thing before the butter uh, melts. Right. You want to have it in a semi-solid state. Wow, because it's like cream. It's like it's, it's like it's almost it's like you have custard. It's like a, it's like a savory custard. Yeah, think of it that way. <laughs> well, there you go. You got the custard and the burger on the same block, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, same block. Um, I, I don't know if you've just sort of adjacent to Milwaukee, Madison, Wisconsin has 
one of my favorite oh, yeah. one of my favorite burgers that I found in a long time. And it was sort of what you were talking about earlier with the Billy Goat Tavern is there was nothing really special about it, but it was the whole experience. Um, it's inside a dive bar called the I think it's called the Paradise Lounge in Madison. Have you been there? Oh yeah. Oh uh, my yep, god, uh-huh. that burger is incredible. Like that burger it's great. It's great. and a spotted cow. I'm done. Like that's yeah. maybe a death row meal. Wait, go back. Go back to Milwaukee for a second. I forgot one, and actually, it was just named as one of the I think the the best like dive bar uh, dive burger, like greasy spoon burgers in in Milwaukee was the Night Owl. <laughs> I've never <laughs> Another been there. Another great burger. Yeah, it's called the Night Owl. It's fantastic. It's so good. What's the so, What's yeah. the deal with their burger? It's just an, again, it's just a very simple burger. No, there's nothing too complicated about it. It's served wrapped in paper, so it's this perfect package. Um, it's also it's actually part of a. Um, it's sort of adjacent or part of a, a, a ice cream parlor, like an ice cream stand. Mm-hmm. So you you know you know they're they know who they're dealing with. You know, they're not, it's not a bar. It's not like drunken college students. It's just people who want to go out, like families who want to go get and get a burger. All right, another favorite for me in the U.S., especially just food in general, San Francisco. San Francisco. Now, San Francisco, unfortunately, for me, does not have a great hamburger culture. I mean, it does, but it's more of a newer hamburger culture than an older. Some of the old school places, unfortunately, are gone. It's really sad in in, um, in San Francisco. We lost one called Joe's Cable Car uh, about four or five years ago. Joe, I think just I think he may have passed away, and the cable car closed. Uh, but you, there really are no. I mean, there are old school places that I I don't know about um, that I there's probably reasons why I don't know about them. But there are <laughs> a lot of great new burgers there, and I couldn't tell you the names right now. But if I'm sure a quick Google search, you'd figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, unfortunately it's not for me. It's like a, not a great burger town. The only one I can actually think of, it's not really in San Francisco, but it's kind of nearby in Hayward. If you're near, if you're in Hayward, but I don't know why you'd be in Hayward if you're playing in a band. Um, <laughs> but there's, <laughs> it's like, it's like a real like suburban, you know, very conservative yeah. suburban part of, 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 uh, of, um, uh, of the San Francisco Bay area. But there's a place there called Val's and Val's is definitely if you if you're into it it's worth the drive i mean cool. you you're eating you know burgers and there's like the entire baseball like little league baseball team is eating next to you and they're taking up half the restaurant and there's, there's you know, it's just and it's a couple on a date like having like a, a milkshake and it's a, it, you feel like you've just gone back in time to this weird like happy days you know sock hop 50s thing and it's all real it's all very real and great burgers that's awesome maybe uh yeah that might be like one of you know van and trailer tours you're more in control. You can go wherever you want. So maybe that's one of those one of those moves. I always love that finding something either on the way or just outside of the city you're playing. You know, when you are driving yourself, that's always such a treat. And they have a big parking lot too. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So this, I'm really excited to hear about this because I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I want to do mm. sort of a Cleveland Akron area umbrella, just because mostly because of. One thing in particular that I grew up loving, and I know a lot of Northeast Ohio folks are obsessed with, um, Swenson's. Have you been to Swenson's? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've had the galley boy. <laughs> and Sky- have you been to Skyway? Uh, yes. So what did you think? I, I like them both. I think I like, I like the galley boy. I like the, if you, <laughs> I like the galley boy at, um, at Swenson's, I think, more. Um, but... Um, it's, it's also, again, it's one of those great experiences where you can't like focus too much on the burger itself. You like take apart the burger and you say, oh, this is this and this is that. Oh, then you're, you miss the whole fucking well, point. That's, that's all everyone does in Akron because they're like, you know, growing up with this fucking place and they're, that's, yeah. they just like nitpick and there's like these rivalries between Skyway and Swenson's. I don't think Skyway gets enough credit, to be honest. 
Oh no, I, I agree. I agree. But it's just something about that. The so I tell you, I never really. I mean, I've been I've been to Swenson so many times over the years. I, I who knows uh, probably fifteen twenty times over the last couple of years. I was just, there recently. I, was, I just drove through Ohio and stopped and twice. And I was driving back and forth nice. twice, and I actually <laughs> stopped my way to Michigan. And I actually stopped on the way there and the way back. And I was with my daughter was in the car, and um, I couldn't get my favorite spot, which is right at the end of the of the uh, outdoor uh, car hop area. Mm-hmm. We could look right into the kitchen yeah. and watch the car hops run out of the doors and run into each other. And there's, there's like a milkshake flying this way and <laughs> everyone's in a good mood. And these kids are hilarious. I mean, they are moving so fast. I never thought about it until I couldn't get that spot. I had to park across the parking lot and I had a whole different vantage. I'm now sitting at my car on the, actually on the other side, if you know, but the original location in Akron, you know, on the other side of the parking lot, looking at everything happened. Yeah. My daughter starts laughing. And I said, like, what's so funny? And she said, it's just so funny to watch these, these kids run back and forth so fast. They're so <laughs> funny because they don't, they have this, I don't know if you know about, you know, about this, the, the gate that they use is sort of this, this straight, like, you know, like just like the straight up and down. They're sprinting I mean, they're, to your well, car. No matter how far away your car is, they're sprinting. Your car can be fucking yeah. 10 feet away and they're going to sprint at you. Right. <laughs> and my daughter said, why are they, why are they running so fast? And I said, because that's Swenson's. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, and this is actually this is actually a very important piece of American history, is that traditionally the car hop culture actually predates the hamburger. It starts with the pig sandwich or the pulled pork sandwich in Texas, uh, a place called I think it was called Kirby's. And um, the idea of the car hop was that the car hop who got the car as it was coming into the lot was the one who got the tip and got the business right. So what they would actually do is they could the car hops would sit up by the by Kirby's and they would see a car starting to make a turn into the lot mm-hmm. and they would literally sprint across the parking lot and jump on the running board of the car. Holy shit. And they'd ride they would ride the car into a car parking spot, taking the order with the window down right there. And that's how they became known as car hops. That's insane. That? What the hell? That's crazy. I, I'm glad no one's doing that now. I've seen people eat shit enough times at Swenson's <laughs> without the cars moving. <laughs> I, I think it's a great experience. It really is one of those great experiences where you know I could eat three or four of those Galley Boys. Yeah. You know. So the ga- I guess for anyone who doesn't know, um, the Galley Boy, it's like a what, like a barbecue sauce and a tartar sauce. Top is barbecue, <laughs> bottom is like this. I guess it's is that tartar sauce. It's, it's tartar sauce. Yeah. From what I understand, it's tartar yeah, sauce. And, and, and there's a little bit of brown sugar, I guess, either in the beef or on the bun. So there's a little sweetness. You get these two different sauces sort of like blending right. together while you're eating it. Their milkshakes are fucking incredible. Milkshakes are incredible. And they That's have really good yeah. ranch. They have good. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> um, do you have any other favorites in Northeast Ohio? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to th- okay. Here's the thing about Ohio. Let me just tell you that Ohio, I think, is one of it's one of the greatest uh, hamburger rich states in America. It really is. It's it really is. It, it is consistently good, consistently original. Um, it's the birthplace of uh, Wendy's. Obviously, it was the, the home of White Castle. Or it is the home of White Castle. Uh, White Castle actually moved there at some point from Wichita, Kansas, and made set up shop there. Um, it is it is a very important hamburger state. Uh, and all over the state. I mean, there's so much going on. There's also different styles everywhere you go. I mean, there's you know, there's Wilson's Sandwich Shop up was up in um, it's in Finley, Ohio. That's the northeast corner, or sort of towards the north. Um, outside of uh, Columbus is a place called um, oh, what's it called? Craybills. Craybills in Urbana. It's amazing. I don't know that. Oh my god, that's a great. That's a, one of the, they still use an original tank where they deep fry, basically deep frying the burgers in there. Um, they're small. They're tiny little things. 
I ran into a guy who um, this older guy sitting at the counter once, and his name was his name was I think his name was Will Yoder. I think it was his actual name. I, I don't remember his name. I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> because his name is Will Yoder. That's why you remember. Will Yoder exactly. And um, he said uh, he he had, he had dentures, and he said I love these burgers because they're so soft. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, Will. <laughs> nice job, Will. And Will Will also played played the town Santa. From what I understand. Amazing. Love it. But oh, Thurman Cafe in Columbus is also a great place. Um, uh, also on the, on the west side of the state, you have um, – uh, there's an original maid ride over there, which is amazing, in Greenville. Uh, a place called The Spot, another one that's also great. It's in Sydney. But it's funny. On the, on the east side, I haven't found a whole lot. You know, you tell me. I mean I've, I've been up and down. Well, uh, uh, Cincinnati has a couple. Growing up, I was really into Hamburger Station, which is sort of like a White Castle vibe. You know, you get a, a – uh, like a box of like a cardboard box of sliders covered in onions and cheese and um, their, wow. their french fries are fantastic I remember that my dad I don't remember if my, my mom or my dad whoever would always order White Castle it was always a box of sliders bunch of fries and a lemonade and that was like the move at White Castle or at a uh, hamburger station it was so good what about Bob's you know Bob's in Akron Bob's Hamburg so this is to to your point of there being so many places in Ohio. Like I did, you know, I grew up my I lived in Akron until I was like 25 and I had never heard of Bob's Hamburg until I was like 20 years old. And it blew my mind. Like that place is wow. incredible. Yeah, it just changed hands um, again. And uh, I, I checked it out again. And it, they're, they're, it's in good hands. It's actually in really great hands right now. The guy who's there understands the value of it. Is it a young guy? And he'll he'll do very well. Hang on, can you hold one? Yeah. I've got a, my beer delivery is here. <laughs> hold on, give me one Go second. Ahead. What else did I get here? I got oh, I got this new beer called Shower Beer. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds promising. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> it's a pilsner that's literally designed for drinking in the shower, which is one of my all time favorite things to do. Amazing. <laughs> Are there any other just places that you think traveling the U.S. like? that just have to be absolutely tried. Like if you're, if you're going through the country and you're going to spend some time in one region or another, a day or two, you know, you, you got to go to this place. Yeah. If you're North Carolina, you got to go to a place called Duke's grill. Duke's is uh, the home of the, uh, the slaw burger. They do a really, really great version of the slaw burger. It's a great burger. Don't bring your cell phone inside. The owner will kick your ass. That's for sure. <laughs> if you're in Connecticut, you got to go to there's a whole bunch of Connecticut places. Connecticut is also another burger-rich state. It's really incredible. Uh, but you've got Louie's Lunch, which is the arguably one of the first places to, to make a Hamburg sandwich. Um, but their great claim also is that they've been around for – well, I guess they've been around for 120 years now. They've been making burgers for 120 years, the longest continually operating hamburger restaurant in America. So, wow. <laughs> um, there's so many. I mean in L.A., you've got – there's a bunch in L.A. You don't have to go in and out. Um, there's so many other great choices there. Yeah, in and outs also. It's great if you get the right burger, but you, it's not always going to be you know pie and not burger. Always going to satisfy you. Pie and burger is my hands down my favorite burger in LA. One of my favorite burgers in the country is yeah. Pie and burger is a great experience. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, what else do you like in LA? Well, so today I'm getting lunch at Gold Burger. I don't know if you've had that yet. It's a pop up. Um, I, I know, I know, and it, well, it's right down the street from my house, and it is oh wow, good, good for you. Dangerous situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I, I've had his burger. We did it. We've done pop ups together at Smorgasburg. Oh, um, nice! Did, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that burger. That burger is one of my. It's between Pie and Burger and Gold Burger. You know, in LA for me, those are my two favorites here. Yeah, 
Um, I've yet to try it's Apple Pan. So if you oh, Apple Pan, yeah, Apple Pan is it's, Apple Pan's great. I'm I'm we're all you know walking on eggshells trying to figure out what happens next with the ownership. The ownership was sound for many many years. What's but it's going the same on? Family, three generations. Well, a guy named Irving somebody I can't think of his name right now bought the restaurant. Very wealthy, um, like a music mogul. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Maybe you know him. Uh, but I do hope he does the right thing. And I think the one thing that's going to prevent him from doing anything stupid, thankfully, is that apparently his wife grew up in the around down the street or around the corner from Apple Pan, and um, just, just, we, had, we, we somehow we had his assistant's phone number. Uh, somebody knew him, and we texted him, and someone said George Motz wants to know um, if Irving's going to fuck it up, and um, <laughs> and he, they, they wrote back right away. They were sitting at I'm sitting at dinner with him right now. I'll ask him, and they wrote back. No fucking way. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think we're in good hands. I think we're in good hands. A little concerned because they were. I, I noticed that they were selling like one hundred and seventy five dollars sweatshirts with the logo on. No, it. what? Said, oh, no. That's so man. that was kind of a. a yeah, but I was. I've been there since <laughs> since it changed hands. I'm friends with the the owner, the original owners, and they're fantastic, and they're there for the transition. So we'll hope it. Hope it does okay. Cool. You know, we have more burgers across the states. I, I've got perfect here. Uh, Stella's. Stella's Bar and Grill in Omaha. You're in the middle of the country. Omaha, man, I should have put I should have put Omaha on the list. That's a good one. That's there's not much going on there no. um, for burger wise. Burger wise, there's lots of good steaks, but there's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, lot, a lot of good food. Omaha is a great a great town for food, obviously. Um, but the Stella's is a great spot for burgers for sure. It's been around forever. Um, what else can I tell you? I mean, so you don't have you don't have to keep. Well, you know what? This is a good point for people to come in research what you've done go watch yeah. your fucking shows like burger scholar sessions is so i just sit on the couch and watch that with my wife like they're you know they're what like eight minutes long and it's so uh it's so quick and extremely informative and really fun to watch and i'm just i'm such a fan and i really appreciate you you know d- taking the time to do this and i i again i just think you know if anyone doesn't know what you do this is a great resource for musicians you know whenever we get back to it this is it's everyone's always on the hunt you know it's true i, I have a few uh, uh bands that uh, have my book and they've told me and they'll send pictures of them on the road um of you know what they're what they're getting yeah uh, and you know and very thankful that they have a resource like my book to find good food um i always like to end every episode with a fuck mary kill <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're gonna do a, a burger fuck mary kill for you and i don't okay. know this could go either way for you Big Mac, Whopper, and a Baconator. Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Well, I have to – let's see. <laughs> this is going to sound disgusting, but I'd have to fuck the Whopper. <laughs> exactly. Why not? And uh, kill the Big Mac. Sorry. Oh, no. Least, oh, yeah. It's not a guy. I think it's a bad sandwich. You're going to marry the Baconator? Larry the Baconator. Wow. Yeah. That went, okay, well. <laughs> went the, I, I, I'm a big fan wait, of Big Macs. Back the bad, actually, fuck the Baconator and marry the, marry the Whopper. The Whopper's yeah. a great, I love, you know, mayo and ketchup on a burger. Yeah. Is unreal. It's, true. it's also grilled, which tastes a little, tastes a little different. Yeah, yeah a little better. for sure. Well, that's all I got for you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on it. Thanks again to George for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And I am just such a fan of everything he's done. Um, if, again, if you're not familiar, I highly recommend you go check out his book, his movie, his shows, and especially the Burger Scholar Sessions on YouTube. It's really fun. 
Again, you can find George on Instagram at MotesBurger. That's M-O-T-Z Burger. You can find us on there at food.ontour. And um, I'll try my best to keep this updated as to when I'm going to be putting out more episodes. But again, hopefully it'll be like once a month or something at this point. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.